He looks determined without being ruthless. Something heroic in his manner. There's a courage about him. Doesn't look like a killer. Comes across so calm. Acts like he has a dream. Full of passion. You don't trust me, huh? Well, you know why. I do. We're not supposed to trust anyone in our profession anyway. Welcome back to Asian Cinema Fusion, New York Asian Film Festival edition, uh, part one actually, we'll probably have a few of these uh, New York Asian Film Festival editions, and uh, of course, this is, I am your host, Paul Martinez, and we are back talking, as you can tell from the beginning, films I've screened at the New York Asian Film Festival. This is the 16th annual film festival, and it's my, I think it's my 11th, I'm almost positive, this is my 11th year. And uh probably seen more movies this year than I ever have before. And that can be a good and a bad thing. Um, sometimes I feel when you open yourself up to that many films, you're opening yourself up to films that may not be that good. But in the past, usually it's been films that I didn't expect to blow me away that really did. And so I think this year, without a lot of films being really main standouts, I kind of broadened my horizons here a little bit. And it's been a mixed reaction, but uh, we're going to talk about uh, the first batch of films today, and we're going to start right off with Bad Genius. Now, this was like the uh, opening film of the festival. This was highly regarded. It's a huge smash in Thailand. Uh, might be Thailand's biggest commercial hit ever. Um, came out in 2017, and it was directed by Narawat. Poon Piria, not very good with Thai names, hopefully I said that correct. You might have known him from a film that was actually, his first debut feature film was a film called Countdown, which has been widely regarded, and uh, here's his second film, starting and, okay, I'm going to give you the stars' names as best as I can, I'm sure that I'm going to get them wrong at some point, just try to bear with me. It's starring Chudiman Chung Chero Suk Ying. As Lin, I'm sure I butchered her name, and I'm sorry, Chuti. Also starring Chanan Santinatorko, Santinantorko, who plays Bank. Uh, you might know him from uh, some TV roles he's done in Thailand. He did a feature film called Love's Coming. For Chuti, man, I didn't mention before, but this is kind of like her feature film debut. Uh, she's been in some shorts. I actually showed one of the shorts at the uh, festival. And uh might possibly have been uh, some small TV roles, but this is like her first big-time role. Also starring Tiradon Supapompino as Pat. He's basically a TV actor. And Isaiah Hosuan, who plays Grace. And you might know her from Siam Square, Siam Square, which is a fairly big commercial hit out of Thailand a year or two ago. And our tagline for this film, as we do for all our films we review is too smart for their own good. All right, so what's this about? Well, a couple of high school students come up with an elaborate plan to take international STIC, which is basically the SAT, uh, to take that exam and deliver the answers back to Thailand before the exam takes place there later that same day. And I guess that sounds a bit 
convoluted, but the best way I heard someone describe this was it's kind of like a heist thriller, except instead of stealing paintings or diamonds, they're stealing test scores, uh, you know, uh, test answers. So look at it that way. Now, you know, we're talking about Thailand. It's, the Thai film industry has been steadily climbing over the last few years. And here's what we get. A polished, well-made heist thriller that stands up to anything in Japan, Korea, or even here in the U.S., Using a relatively unknown but quite talented cast of teens, director Poon Piria really delivers the tension that had me on the edge of my seat more than once in this film. But what he adds here, which is not atypical of this genre, is a tale of morality. How these students each feel about what they are doing, and their reasons behind their decisions, and how each of them come to terms with it. And as is life, all of them are motivated very differently. Now, I really enjoyed the two leads greatly, especially um, Chanon, who uh, plays Bank. He really shines here. And I know Chudaman has been getting a lot of praise for this, and it's deserved. But I think it was Chanon's performance as the reluctant participator in this scheme gets a bit overlooked because of how good she was. Um, I really enjoyed him. Um, I thought he brought a lot of reality, a lot of humanity to this role. And I just felt, I just felt, as much as you can in a feature film, because I always feel feature films rarely act the way we act in real life, but I thought he did a really good role of coming up as legitimate as you could. And, you know, I also really loved Isaiah Hosawan's screen presence as Grace. She, she doesn't have a tremendously lot to do, but she has a screen presence. She has a, that it factor that makes you just want to watch her doing anything. I really, really, every time she's on the screen, I really felt that she shined. And um, I'd like to see more of her in some uh, later films. Now, the film has no violence, really, except for like a brief scuffle and a quick sucker punch mugging. There's no sex, really, either. There's not really any sexual tension or anything like that. But still, this was intense. Um, I wouldn't say there wasn't thrills at all. This is never boring. At all, and there are plenty of thrills, as you can imagine. My high stutter. It's just not the typical shoot 'em up, or you know, martial arts, or street fighting, or what have you. It's a different type of intensity, but it really works well. And I, I, I actually met the director, uh, not a what, uh, after the film, and told him so, and he was very appreciative, very humble man. And I really had a really good time with this film. Now, I did have a small problem with the ending. I thought it could have been cut down a bit. And I know speaking to others at the festival, they agreed that it probably went on a few minutes past where it should have. Still, that's a small nitpick on what was at this point in time. Uh, the best film I've seen so far at this year's festival. So, if you are in the mood for some fun thrills, check this gem from Thailand out. Now, it's not really available anywhere yet. But considering the success of this i would not be shocked to see this on netflix or another streaming site soon and probably there'll be dvds made available i expect some international dvd uh distribution company getting a hold of the rights for this to uh make it to get it out there to more people this is definitely a big time film and a film i really think you would like i gave it an 8 out of 10 and really 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 a really fun film and definitely you should guys got to check this out Okay, our next film, Ordinary Person. Now, this was in 2017 out of South Korea, directed by Kim Bong Han, who you might remember recently did that film, The Hero. It's starring 
Sun Hyun Joo, who plays Detective Kang, Sun Jin, uh, you might know him from Chronicles of Evil, uh, which we reviewed here uh, a few shows ago, probably more than a few shows ago. Uh, Jang Hyuk, who plays Choi Gunam, um, he's the national, he plays, uh, Choi Gunam is the national security planning chief in this uh, film, and he's been in a few things, you might best know him from Volcano High, The Flu, which is a very, uh, very good film, Empire of Lust, you probably know him, probably best from there. And Kim Sang-ho, who plays Chu Jai-jin, the reporter. And um, I'm not really familiar with him. I know he's in a film called The Happy Life. And he was in Running Man, which is kind of on my list of one of these days I'll get to it films. And our tagline for this film is, What Will You Stand Up For? So, what's this about? In 1987, a policeman finds himself in the middle of a political cover-up. But for the sake of his family, he must go along with law. So... This is yet another K film about corrupt officials and the rich preying on the poor. Man, I gotta tell you, when they find a genre in Korea that's selling, they milk the heck out of it, don't they? I mean, my goodness, I, I don't think we've had, I think we must have had a political, uh, corrupt political or corrupt, uh, conglomerate film reviewed, I think, on our last five, six shows in a row. I mean, it's just, this is what they do, you know, whether it be horror films or martial art films or whatever it is, they're, once they get a genre, they will bang it and bang it and bang it until it's, until it completely jumps the shark. And, um, did this one jump the shark? Eh, not really. It had a little bit of a difference to it, uh, feel to it, which helps it. But this is getting to a point where I kind of want to see them start making films in, uh, in, in, you know, some of the types of films. But, uh, to stay on track with this one, this was actually really very good. Um, there are similarities to Memories of Murder here. Just for those of you who may be new to the show and don't know Memories of Murder, if you're going to watch one film, if you're going to seek out one DVD uh, to watch, a Korean film, watch Memories of Murder. In my humble opinion, the greatest Korean film ever made. But that's neither here nor there. Um, actually, I believe I reviewed that too uh, a few shows ago. Check that review out. This film, it failed to capture the magic of that film. Stuart does its best to kind of keep you invested in the story. The movie does at one point seem to be plotting, but it starts to simmer and finally boil over, which is what we're hoping for. But truly at its heart, this is a very dark film. The mood is very somber as we see a good cop and even, I'm sorry, an even better family man struggle with doing what's right or doing what's best for his wife and son. You know, when I reviewed Chronicles of Evil, on the show, I talked about Sun Hyun Joo and how he whispered his entire performance. Now, this was better, but he still talks very low. He's extremely understated in his acting. And while I have some small issues with it in the aforementioned film Chronicles of Evil, here it felt better and led to his character. Uh, Jang Hyuk was excellent as our antagonist. Uh, he has such a irritable disposition throughout that it just made you want to punch him right in the nose. I mean, it really did. Like, I just wanted to jump up and punch my, uh, uh, punch the, uh, the movie screen when he was on there. He's just, uh, I don't know. Something about him just really rubbed me the wrong way, which is what you want from someone playing the baddie. And so I, I really, uh, enjoyed his role here because he was really just, you know, he was a jerk and, and, and the highest order. I also gotta give a special mention to 
Zhou Dan Huan, who plays the uh, Patsy in this, if you will. And I thought he was really great in this uh, this film. Now, of course, no film is perfect. So what I didn't like about this film, in a way, was the darkness. There's a general feeling of hopelessness here. And while some I'm sure would argue that this is reality, and I agree with that, I don't usually enjoy that type of film. Uh, you know, sometimes, I guess, I do enjoy a film that's realistic, but at the same time, I also don't want a film to be so dark and, I don't know, tragic, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble finding the right words to truly explain this to you, but sometimes I want to go to a film and get a happy feeling about it. And that doesn't mean, I mean, you know, I've reviewed other films in here that were very somber and I absolutely loved and I liked this film. But, I mean, sometimes, I don't know, sometimes this film made me just feel really like, I don't know, almost depressed in a point. Um, not that it's a depressing film, it's just a subject matter. And you'll see if you watch it. It's just, it's a very downbeat film. But it's still really well done. But again, this is a small complaint. As I said, this was really a well done made film. And add to that, as I stated before, where the pace seems to slow up just a little too much at one point, but it does keep you involved and watching the story of morals and ambiguity to them is what really, um, really interests me. Now, there's not much in the way of a love story here or sex. There's a little bit of action early on, but this is basically a drama and a fine one. I give this a 7 out of 10. There are some scenes that will make you a little misty. Well, they did me, but I'm a softy. <laughs> so... You know, some of you may be like, what are you kidding, Paul? You, you're getting misty again, you get misty at everything. Well, not everything, but uh, towards the end here. Again, I, I felt a very downbeat film, but still a very good one. And if you're looking for something a little more less fluffy type, a little more grimy, if you will, I think uh, you would like Ordinary Person. Now, our next film, and again, we're changing our usual format here today because of the New York Film Festival. So we're just going with films that screen at the festival. We're not really worrying about the, uh, you know, from the pile or um, our old school selection or stuff like that. We're kind of just going with what I've seen at the festival. So our next film, Battle of Memories, 2017 out of China. Directed, directed, wow, I am fumbling over my words today, guys. Directed by Leste Chen, who you might know from his really big hit, Internal Summer. He also did a film recently called The Hypnotist, which I did not see. Uh, it's starring Huang Bo as Jiang Feng. Uh, you might know him from Lost in Thailand. He was the scoundrel in The Chef, actor and the scoundrel. He was also in Journey to the West, Conquering the Demons. Uh, he's becoming a pretty big name in the China film industry right now. Also starring Zhu Jinglei as Zhang Dai Chen. Uh, you might know him from Confession of Pain. The Missing, also uh, Duan Yi Hong, who plays uh, Detective Shen. You might know him from Dead End. Um, he's in Extraordinary Mission, which we're going to talk about here in a couple of minutes. And Tiffany Ann Su, who I guess would lack, we're going to just call her the mystery woman at this point. We don't want to give stuff away for you guys. We're going to watch this later. She's the mystery woman that you'll see when you're watching the film that we're trying to find out who she is. And you might know her best from The Way We Were. Very huge hit uh, for her. She, um, she had a small role on the TV show Fresh Off the Boat. Um, she was in the Tagalong and Tagalong 2. The Tagalong we reviewed here last year. 
Uh, tagline tour I have not gotten to yet. Hopefully I will soon. And our tagline for this film is death is unforgettable. So something we don't see too much of in Asia cinema, especially mainland China, is science fiction. And while this isn't overly futuristic, it does fall under that heading. But at its core, it's a suspense thriller. As you know, at some point, that the identity of the killer will be one of the characters already seen. Still, it did its best to try to keep that mystery going. Now, while I really did enjoy the premise of this, somewhere it just seemed to never reach that point it needed to get to. Also, the actions from both the police as well as our protagonist seem strange more often than not. First having him jailed for no apparent reason, then having him escape by use of violence only to be caught again. But no one was really all that upset that he broke out again, like holding people hostage. It made me wonder if this is how the police force in China operates. I don't think it does though. The strong point of this film, however, is some very nice acting. Uh, despite my problems with the script, Huang Bo and uh, Duan Yi Hing stood out really well. Uh, especially Duan due to the fact that uh, I know him primarily as a comedic actor, and there's really no sign of that in this film at all. I mean, uh, there's, there ain't nothing funny, as they say. Uh, nothing funny about this story. He's, he's playing this very straight, and uh, he did it very well. Uh, really, everyone was at least solid. And, you know, that is something I tend to give partial credit to a director for. You know, I always say, you know, too often we bash a director when we don't like a film, and... Or, you know, if the acting seems off base, you know, we put a lot of blame on the director. The director didn't, you know, properly do his job. So when I see a film, even though it's not a film that I thought was a great film, if I thought the acting was good, I think we should give some credit to the director for that. If we're going to take blame when we have bad acting. Now, this is not really an action film. There are some good suspenseful moments. As I said, it's the hostage taking. And it lasted not all that long, but there is very, some very good suspense here. Uh, mostly at the end of the film. A lot of it you saw coming fairly easily, at least I did. The best part is actually made up of some abstract deep dream sequence where our hero is slowly regaining the memories of the killer and tries to frantically make sense of it and figure out just whose memories he has. Because, you see, what happens in this film is there's a machine that can take away your memories. And so this man, a writer, decides... He wants to divorce his wife, and he doesn't want to remember, because it's hurting him, he doesn't want to remember his love for her, and he has his memories wiped. And what happens here is, she refuses to sign the divorce papers unless he restores those memories. And when he does, there seems to be some kind of mix-up, and he receives the memories of a killer instead. And now he's here with the police trying to just figure out whose memories these are, and who has he killed. It's very, again, the premise, very, I thought, very strong. I could see this being remade in America. Uh, I, again, I just feel somewhere along the line, they, I don't know where it went wrong, to be honest with you. It does seem to, like, lose its focus and didn't really bring it home the way I really hoped it would from the beginning. But, you know, in the end, what we have here... Is is a decent film. It's an okay watch, and it's really strengthened by the leads. Um, you know, strong acting here really almost saves this film from being a bad film. And again, I think it's something that maybe some of you will like. Um, I thought it was okay, not something I'd watch again, and I gave it a six out of ten. 
Moving on to our next film. Extraordinary Mission. This is out of China in 2017. This is directed by Alan Mack and Anthony Pun. Uh, and you should know those names because they're the ones who directed the Immortal Infernal Affairs Trilogy. They were behind the Overheard Trilogy. And they were behind uh, Donnie Yen's Lost Bladesman. So these guys, they, they've got uh, quite a few notches under their belt. Now the film is starring... Huang Zuan, who plays Lin Kai. Now, he was a big TV star for the most part. He's also been in a couple of films, The Interpreter, Blind Massage, two films I have not seen. Um, also starring a name we just heard in our last film, Duan Yi Hong, who plays Eagle. Uh, and like I said, we just talked about him in being in Battle of Memories as a detective. Uh, he's becoming a really big name, Duan Yi Hong, in China. Also starring Zhu Feng, who plays Lo Dong Feng. Uh, you might know him from a film called Coming Home, or probably better, you might know him from League of Gods, the Jet Li vehicle from a year ago. And Lang Yuting as King Shui, who you might know from Blind Detective and The Office. Probably the two films that we best know him from. Now, our tagline for this is, failure is not an option. So, a promising officer is sent undercover to stamp out a major drug deal. Yeah, I know. Sounds really, <laughs> really inspirational or, or original, right? Well, no, not really. You've probably seen this a million times. But, it's summer, and nothing means summer more than a huge shoot 'em up explosion-filled, stunt-laden action film. Uh, low on plot, high on thrills. And that's what we have here. Very light on the plot, very heavy on visuals. Director Alan Mack usually has more intricate projects, as you know, as we talked about, the overhead trilogy and frontal affairs. This is something very different than what you would see there. He opted for some old-fashioned violence. Really felt more like a Hong Kong film than a China film, which isn't a bad thing necessarily, just stating a fact. The undercover cop spiel, as I said, is really nothing new. In fact, it's actually pretty old. The way to get around this is not to try to reinvent the wheel, but rather just make a shiny one. Now, this is no onion, so don't start peeling away at it. You won't find much underneath. But, if you just take it at face value, it's quite enjoyable. And also, if you peel away onions, you cry. We don't want you crying during these movies, alright? So, like, just take this, as I said, at face value. You know, it's a summer, one of those summer shoot 'em up films. There's not much to this. Duan Yi Hong is quite good. I mean, I really enjoy his acting. I really can't wait to see more from him. You know, and he plays the disfigured antagonist in this film. Huang Zhuan is okay. I'm nothing to marvel over, but he plays the ultra cool guy competently. I actually liked Lang Yu Ting's performance as the right hand, if you will, of our crazy drug trafficker. I thought he was quite good in this role. But this film isn't about the acting. There was also some almost comical exchanges during this film. One notable instance is when our hero tells his handler that the kingpin is named Eagle, to which he is told a story in an old baddie by the name of Eagle, but he got burned up in a car fire. Now, knowing that this new Eagle has burn scores all over his face, he still asks the question out loud, do you think he could be the same guy? No, blockhead. All drug bosses call themselves Eagle and set themselves on fire. 
Unbelievable. Again, this is what happens when you peel back uh, dialogue from this film. This is what I'm. This is just an example of what I'm trying to say. Is this is not a film to be overcritical of because if we are, we're going to bury it. Let's try to take a film for what it's meant to be, and what this was meant to be was just a fun action film, and it does that. Again, this isn't about the plot. You know, it's about the action. And in that, it does excel. Now, standing out above everything else is some truly remarkable scenes with what apparently is the greatest motorcycle ever. Yes, some of these, well, well, most of these scenes were pretty over the top. But I guess that's what these type of films are built on. So, you know, nothing here is going to change your life. But grab some popcorn, your favorite tasty beverage, and enjoy the show. I give this a six and a half out of ten. Again, uh, just based on, I, I'm being, I'm trying not to be so critical of this film. Like I said, take it for what it's meant to be, and I think you will enjoy it. And we've got one more. This is usually a wild card film, and I guess in a way this probably would have fit into that. Uh, this is called Mon, Mon, Mon Monsters. No, I did not get the hiccups. That is the title. Mon 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 Monsters out of Taiwan, 2017. Directed by Guinness Co. Hopefully you know that name. He is the director of the exalted You Are the Apple of My Eye. And this is the second film and uh, he goes in a very different direction here. Starring Deng Yukai who plays Lin Shuai. This was his feature film debut and we'll talk a little about him later on. Also starring Kent Tsai. As Ren Hao, um, if you are familiar with uh, Taiwan TV shows, he is the star of the Teenage Psychic TV series, which I hear is quite popular. And also starring Carolyn Chen, who plays Miss Lee. She was in a film called Tiny Times, which I haven't seen. I really don't uh, know Miss Chen, uh, so I'm not really sure too much of what she's done, but I'm sure she's been around. Now, the tagline for this movie would be The Cruelest Species. So, a group of delinquents accidentally capture a young, flesh-eating monster girl and proceed to torture it over the course of, I don't know, weeks, it seems. So, I, of course, screened this at the New York Asian Film Festival. And it was a film that originally was on my radar, but not overly so. And then one look at the trailer immediately moves us to the must-see status. And I was not wrong in that evaluation. One of the most interesting and original premises I've seen in a while. This film is a combination of horror film, social drama about bullying, and it adds to that kind of a dark comedy. And what equates to is a really, really enjoyable viewing experience. So... As I went over at the top, uh, this cast is not very well known or experienced, and I wouldn't say they were polished either, to be honest. But for what they were asked to do, they delivered adequately. The bullies are truly despisable. Uh, the absolute incompetent teacher is extremely annoying, and our monsters are horrifying, yet heartbreakingly sorrowful. Give Mr. Cole credit for making us feel bad for murderous, cannibalistic creatures. I mean, you got to be good to make it so bad for them. And the most interesting story, really, is of our protagonist, who we talked about at the top, is Deng Yukai in his feature film debut. Once the target of bullies, to now joining them as there is now someone else to take the abuse. And how he deals with that is truly at the heart of what this film is about. 
But let's also heap on some more praise for the infusion of comedy here. Now, this is not, in my eyes, a horror comedy as I was told it would be. It's not. This is a horror story. But there are some laugh-out-loud scenes sprinkled in. One of which has one of the monsters about to devour her prey, only to be interrupted by a raving mad woman who goes on a tirade about her soon-to-be-eaten neighbor. This scene is so well done, and everyone in the theater, including myself, was uproarious with laughter. There's some more funny stuff here, but it never takes away from the overall serious underlying theme, which is, of course, bullying. And there's a very popular Netflix show about this subject. And in fact, the subject's been very much in the public eye in recent years. And it's really great to see it tackled in such a novel way. Now, this is a horror story. So another question is, yeah, yeah, Paul. Social injustices and all that. But is it scary? Well, honestly, eh, not really. And not an overdose of gore, despite one extremely gruesome scene at the very start. Still... Besides that, I think horror fans will enjoy this. It's different. And of course for me, as I say this all the time, different is almost always in some degree a good thing for me. Uh, so in closing, this is a multifaceted project. And to me, it's all the right ingredients to make a fine recipe for a fun 90 minutes. Check this out if you get the chance. I give this a 7.5 out of 10. Really, I really enjoyed this film. This is just a really, really good film. Even if you're not a fan of horror movies, I would tell you to watch this anyway. This is not your typical horror film. Again, outside of the opening gory scene, there's not much gore the rest of the way. So, you know, you have a squeamish stomach, eh, close your eyes for that first, uh, you, you'll know when it's time to close your eyes. And after that, I think you're fine. And, uh, again, 7.5 out of 10. I probably could have even gone up to an 8 on this. This is really, really a fun watch. And that's our show. Now, the New York Asian Film Festival is still going strong. I've had fun time as usual, and we still have almost a week to go. Uh, do we have a week to go? Yeah, we still got about a week to go, maybe a little less. And as always, I'll be back with reviews on everything I screen at the festival. I've already have enough movies screened for our next show, which I'm going to actually probably record in maybe a day or two. Plus a few others I have copies of that I'm not going to see at the festival, but I'm going to watch at home. Because they played at the festival, and uh, I'll give you uh, guys a heads up on those films. I will say, you still have a chance to get tickets for the clothing night film, The Villainous. And the Saturday night, uh, they're going to have, that Saturday the 15th, The Villainous will be playing on the 16th. On July 15th, they're going to have Mrs. K, Fabricated City, Vampire Cleanup Department, um, I believe Duckweed, and... A very special screening, a secret screening, a 20th anniversary. And I'm going to give it away right now. Uh, the guy at Subway Cinema might get mad at me for this, but uh, I have done some research and talking to people and getting hints and clues. I have deduced the surprise screening will be Naked Killer, 1992. Ching Yao, Simon Yam, Carrie Yang. Carrie Yang will actually be there to introduce the film. I'm almost 90% sure of that. So Naked Killer. If you want to see Naked Killer on the big screen, truly a cult classic if there ever was one, uh, you have a chance to catch that on the 15th. As of right now, there are still tickets available. I heard those are going. I heard Villainous is getting close to getting sold out. 
Those are two films you probably really want to see. So if you have a chance, get on uh, filmlink.com. That's the Lincoln Center Film Society's page and buy tickets. And come down and see us. And uh, if you see me, I'll probably be wearing my Asian Fusion Cinema T-shirt on Saturday. Come up, say hello, let me know you're a fan of the show, and uh, we'll chat a little about great Asian cinema. What else can we talk about here before we let you go? Well, the Old School Festival is going to return in August. The theme for this year is Women of the Martial Arts. Check out SubwayCinema.com or keep a lookout on my Facebook and Twitter pages. I'll give you updates for guys on that. As far as the schedule, I do know a touch of Zen. Yes, Madam. And I think Come Drink With Me are three of the films that have already been picked. They're all up there somewhere. I don't remember what all of them are right now. Uh, but um, I'm pretty sure I'll put a link on my Facebook page. If not, I will put one up today. And uh, let's look for it. For the Asian Cinema Fusion Facebook page, there'll be a link for the Old School Kung Fu Festival that takes place in August. Very excited for that. Uh, I must also point out Japan Cuts Festival is starting, I believe, Thursday. Um, there is a very interesting, I can't remember the name of it right now, I apologize. It's a, a ninja film playing on opening night. Unfortunately, opening night, I won't be able to go. I'll be at the New York Asian Film Festival um, seeing Vanishing Time as Gang Dong Wong is going to be there in person. Big fan of his, and so we're going to go see that. So, uh, but, you know, I'm probably going to try to see something else at Japan Cuts Festival before they leave. And also, um, the New York Asian American Festival will be beginning soon as well. I believe that also begins at the end of July, running into August. Um, if you go to their website, their schedule is up. Uh, a lot of documentaries, a couple of dramas. Check out that. It's probably, um, Something I'm going to see there. There's a couple of films I was thinking about seeing there. Not sure which one I will. I usually catch one film from that festival. But um, I'll also put a link up for that on our Facebook and Twitter pages. So if you guys want to look at that. And I, as always, as always, anything I hear about Asian uh, festivals or big important uh, screenings of Asian films. Where we're going to have some special guests. I always try to let you guys know. Again, this is basically in the New York City area. That's where I am. But, uh, you know... You could also just join me and um, I retreat stuff from other festivals, from other parts of the country that um, from other people I follow. So, you know, keep keep track of us and you're going to get all the information about Asian cinema that I could possibly give you. Again, uh, nothing's better than Asian cinema except watching Asian cinema on the big screen, which is what we try to do here. And uh, I want to thank you guys, as always, for listening. And until next time, which will just be in a couple of days, bye-bye.